fasten your seatbelt. I am taking you for the ride of your life. I'm going to show you what this car already did. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I am the monster the breathing men would kill. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. I go out of my way for you. I do everything to try and make you happy. I feed you, I clean you, I dress you, and what thanks do I get? I am so, so sorry. Oh, you're fucked. I am the writing on the wall, the whisper in the classroom. Without these things, I am nothing. So now I must shed innocent blood. Dinner is served. Save yourself from hell. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. <laughs> It is the 30-something movie podcast. It is the month of October. It is spooky time. Bo, are you ready for spooky time? I am always ready for spooky time. Good. I'm glad. It is, as I said, it is October, so it is our horror movie month, although this one's a little bit more lighthearted than some of the other ones because this time we're talking Disney in October. We're talking Hocus Pocus. Is this one, that, Bo, did you see this one? Have you watched this one several times? Over the course of your life, like we have in I my family? I watched it a few times when it came out. Okay. And then it's been a long time. Okay. This was a this was a rewatch. I did not, and, you know, this will sort of date the podcast a little. I did not see the new one when it came out. I still have not seen the new one. Which I think fall of 22 or 21. Right. I, I know it exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just don't have a frame of reference for it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I haven't seen the new one either. Uh, this one, my sister loved this movie, and so we watched it pretty regularly. It's about the right uh, time age bracket, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So so we watched this a lot growing up, and then I don't think I had seen it like you. I hadn't seen it for several years up until this week. So, All right, well, we do spoil movies. So as we talk, we talk freely here. So this is pretty much your only warning. If we start talking about the movie and you don't want to hear anything about it, just hit that skip ahead button a couple of times and you should jump on past whatever it is we're going to say about it. Make sure you visit our website, 30podcast.com, where you can leave a rating for us, a voicemail. You could become a co-executive producer by joining us over on Patreon for any amount of support over there each month. You're helping to support the show, help keep everything going with the show because there are some costs involved to it. So it just helps us out to be able to keep things going. Let's us know that you appreciate the show in that way. If you're not able to, we just say, hey, you know, leave us a rating on iTunes, leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts, you know, let some friends know about it, get the show out that way. So if you're not able to help financially, that's another great way to do it. But if you do join us over there on Patreon, we got bonus episodes every month, three bonus episodes actually every month, a longer episode and then two short ones. And then there's all kinds of other benefits to being a Patreon co-executive producer. So Thank you to those who have been supporting us for all these years. And for anybody new that wants to join us over there, come on over because we got some fun stuff going on over there. I we I know Pat is going to be joining us here in just a little bit. Since Pat is not here just yet, I will share with you so you get the first sneak preview of everything. I'm a little later this year than I would normally be, but I have finally put together the docket of movies for next year. Well, that's exciting. So 
So I have our list. The list is ready to go. I am I'm not necessarily ready to share all of it with the general public just yet, but in terms of like figuring out what the monthly themes are going to be, figuring out what movies we're going to be doing based on our voting for it, based on the voting of our Patreon co-executive producers, and then I put it out there to the public and just let anybody who wanted to vote on it could do it. Based on all that, I'm I'm looking at it, I'm going, "Okay, we've got some fun fun stuff coming up for next year." So It's an exciting year. I I'm looking forward to it. It's an interesting year. So, <clears throat> and I I think this year is kind of the same way. I I don't know I don't know how I'm feeling about the the early 90s with regard to horror in particular. Mm. I, I feel like early 90s are not necessarily strong horror years. Well, no, I mean, look, we're doing Hocus Pocus for crying. Right, Ho- Hocus Pocus and Leprechaun. Right, not yeah. exactly powerhouses in the no. horror genre. No, but I, there's a few that I'm excited for for next year, and I they're, they're not right off the bat, but they're pretty close. I had to put the crow pretty early on next year. Yeah. So I'm like, All right, we got to talk about that one. That's so I, I will share that for one of the months, this kind of tells you how some of the months are, are stacked a bit for one month in particular, we're going to be doing the crow, the specialist, pulp fiction and the lion King. Excellent. So, and, and, and that is one individual month. That is one individual month. All so you had to assign month. that collection of films a theme. That was Vengeance Month. No, I like it. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Yeah. And our Patreon, I already know the Patreon for that month, is Revenge of the Nerds. So <laughs> Excellent. The, the theme continues. And one, one fun thing, and I wanted to see if you've heard of any of these movies. I started to go through and I'm like, you know what? For some of the Patreons, I want to do some weird stuff. Okay. Like, like some stuff nobody's ever heard of before. Or if they have, the Lord bless and keep them. Because some of this is some obscure, weird stuff. So if you've heard of these, you're in the right place. You're in good company here. <laughs> so some of the Patreon ones we're going to be doing for next year. Have you ever heard of the movie Tammy and the T-Rex? No. No. Okay. It is, it's about a teenage girl. I believe she, she fall in love with the T-Rex. I, basically, the premise of this movie is the person who made the movie somehow got their hands on an animatronic Tyrannosaurus Rex for two weeks, and that's when they decided to make a movie around it. Oh, wow. That's why that movie was made. Okay, so this one, I know some people have heard of this one, and I'm excited because I'm going to put both movies. We're going to do both movies because they both came out in the same year, and we're going to do them both as a Patreon episode next year. Breakin' and Breakin' 2 Electric Boogaloo outstanding from 84 so we'll be doing that one here's where it starts to get weird start so tell me <laughs> tell me if you've heard of these damselvis daughter of helvis nope nope okay <laughs> nope nope, nope, nope. I'm, I'm looking at some of these and i'm like these are going to be fun to try to track down Right. Like, that, I, it's funny because that was my thought too. I was like, oh boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I looked up a couple of different things and I was like, what are some really weird. Like, I feel I was, like we might find these on YouTube though. Like possibly they, they might sound hard to come, how to, hard to come by, but then we're going to be like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Here is, here's how this movie is described. The Demzelvis daughter of Helvis while delivering an apocalyptic message to his sect, 
the unearthly black Jesus orders his leather-clad biker converts to destroy the pagan mistress Demzelvis before she can raise her father, the fabled rock and roll deity Helvis, from the dead. Of course. Because why not? Exactly. Yeah. The other one I'm excited about, which is going to be one of our Patreon episodes, is called Shatter Dead, which is also from mm-hmm. 1994. I was trying to find ones that, you know, I was trying to find ones that are, like, from the same year, but, like, they would never make our list of, like, these are the top movies of the year, and that's why we're going to cover them. And this is kind of a weird, It's kind of, it seems like, I read the description of it, it's kind of a weird, interesting, it's a bit of a zombie movie. But it's kind of a weird take on zombie movies. So I'm like, you know what? Let's watch. Sure. Why not? Let's give it a try. So so we have several next year that are hovering around in the in the Patreon movies that are they're going to be some interesting ones, I think. We're going to stretch ourselves a bit. Looks like it. I have an entire month because I looked at it. I was like. Dear Lord, he did three movies in 1994. We have an entire month dedicated to Jim Carrey. Love it. That's so weird with actors, though, when they, you know, they might have shot it a year ahead, a oh, year yeah. past. Yeah. And is one of those The Mask? Yes. Mm-hmm. So you figure that one got shot and then they had so much special effects to do. Yeah. It, it is interesting, though, when you when that happens. So September September has four Wednesdays in it, so we've got four episodes to do for the month of September. So that's Jim Carrey month. We're going to do Ace Ventura, we're going to do The Mask, we're going to do Dumb and Dumber, and we're going to do an episode on In Living Color. Nice. Like the Jim Carrey skits of In Living Color. Yeah. And to, so top, that, to top it all off, that, that month, one will be fun. I, the I, In Living Color stuff I haven't watched in a long time. Oh, I haven't either, but I remember... Oh, I remember so much of that. Uh, the Patreon, I couldn't get it to fit with a Jim Carrey theme, but it's Blazing Saddles. Nice. <laughs> that was the other fun thing, too, is, you know, looking at, getting to look at some of the movies. Because now what's kind of fun about this is when we get to next year, because it's 94, we started the podcast in 2015, and we were doing 84 and 85 movies. So now when it comes to, like, the, we've reached we've reached the 10-year point, almost, and when it comes to the Patreon episodes, I'm like, you know what? Now we can go back through and do some of the ones we didn't get to in the other years. Got it. So now we can hit up like the, the movies from 84 that we didn't have time to get to in our first year doing the podcast. And then the year after that, all the movies we didn't get to in 85, we can do some of the more obscure ones. And Nice. And it'll be some fun stuff. Yeah. So. All right. Well, like I said, this movie this time around is Hocus Pocus. Our trivia on this one, we'll give you a few details on the movie, then we'll run down a little bit of trivia. We'll get you the trailer audio. We'll talk 10 or so major moments that sum up the plot of the movie, and then we'll get into some of our deeper thoughts on this movie. So Trivia Pursuits, this came out on July 16th, 1993. One of the reasons, even though it feels very much like a Halloween movie, one of the reasons that it came out in July was because Disney did not want to compete with themselves when it came to Nightmare Before Christmas. Hmm. So they decided to move this one up a little bit earlier in the year. Rated PG, one hour, 36 minutes, directed by Kenny Ortega, who did High School Musical and Newsies. Writer is Mick Garris, who did Sleepwalkers and The Stand. 
Other writers were David Kirshner, who did American Tale and The Page Master, and Neil Cuthbert, who did The Adventures of Pluto Nash and Mystery Men. Producers were David Kirshner and Stephen Haft. Kirshner did American Tale and Cats Don't Dance. Stephen Haft did Dead Poets Society and Emma. Composer was John Debney, who did The Passion of the Christ and The Jungle Book. Uh, cinematographer was Hiro Narita, who did The Rocketeer and Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. Editor was Peter E. Berger. He did Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home, and Fatal Attraction. Walt Disney Pictures produced this one, estimated $28 million budget, um, including re-releases of the movie. It was an estimated $44.9 million box office. So it made it back, but not a ton. Uh, cinema score is a B plus, and Flick Metrics is a 58%. Bette Midler was Winifred Winnie Sanderson. She was in Beaches and the First Wives Club. Sarah Jessica Parker was Sarah Sanderson. She was in Sex and the City and Footloose. Kathy Najimy was Mary Sanderson. She was in Sister Act and King of the Hill. Omri Katz was Max Dennison. He was in Matinee and Erie, Indiana. Thora Birch played Danny Dennison. She was in American Beauty and The Walking Dead. Vanessa Shaw played Allison. She was in The Hills Have Eyes and 310 to Yuma. Sean Murray was Thackeray Binks. He was in CIS and JAG. Doug Jones was Billy Butcherson. He was in Pan's Labyrinth and The Shape of Water. Charles Rocket, who died in 2005, was Dave Dennison. He was in Dumb and Dumber and Dances with Wolves. Stephanie Farrisey was Jenny Dennison. She was in Sideways and the Great Outdoors. Larry Bagby played Ice. He was in Walk the Line and Saints and Soldiers. And Tobias Jelinek played Jay. He was in Pandora and Bring It On. All right, a little bit of trivia for this one. Doug Jones actually revealed in the scene where he cuts the stitches off his lips and opens his mouth for the first time in... 300 plus years that the moths that fly out of his mouth were not CGI. They were actually Ooh. real moths. He's got some guts, that guy. <laughs> he said that they, they created like this little pocket that they put in like a, a mouth rig. He called it like a latex pocket um, that it, there was a li- enough of a little bit of a space so that he could breathe, um, but not enough so that the moths could crawl down the back of his throat. Um, but they put this pocket in his mouth and then they kind of, you know, attached it to his, you know, to his lips and so that the moths would sit inside there. So basically what they did was they put this pocket in his mouth, put live moths inside the pocket, and then they sealed up his mouth with whatever kind of glue they were using. And then they would try to shoot whatever scene they needed to shoot as quickly as possible so he could get the live moths out of his mouth. It's a good move. Like that's really disgusting. Yes. And that is why I am not is why I'm not an actor or stunt person is no. Some interesting history here. Sarah Jessica Parker, who plays one of the witches in this movie, she plays a witch who was executed during the Salem witch trials time period. And while researching her family history for the show Who Do You Think You Are from 2004, she discovered that her 10th great-grandmother, someone named Esther Elwell, was arrested in Salem, Massachusetts in the late 1600s for committing quote-unquote sundry acts of witchcraft and choking a neighbor to death. Esther's case never went to court, and she escaped with her life, and the accusation ended the Salem witch trials, and Sarah Jessica Parker said that that experience and finding that out kind of changed everything about who she thought she was. So that's kind of ironic that you would play a witch from Salem in a movie and then find out later on that you're... 10th great-grandmother was accused of being a witch in Salem. She's a witch! She's a witch! 
I'm not a witch. Well, we did the nose and the hat. But she has got a wart. The role, so my sister would have loved this movie even more had they done this. The role of Max Dennison was originally offered to one Leonardo DiCaprio. <whistles> he turned it down to appear in the movie What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Interesting. Which we will actually cover a little bit later this year. Right. But yes, my sister loved, loved, loved this movie. Had a young Leo DiCaprio also been in this movie, I think this might be her favorite movie of all time. I could see that. Would would be my guess. So, in a very funny scene, brother and sister Gary Marshall and Penny Marshall play husband and wife. He is the one dressed as Satan, and she's the one with the curlers in her hair. <laughs> that always cracks me up. A little bit of fun information about the song that Sarah Sanderson sings to kind of entice the children her siren song that she sings to entice the children to come it was written for the film by someone named brock walsh and the music was composed not by john debney who did the composing for the movie itself was composed by none other than the man who composes pretty much everything james horner (laughs) He, he just he's James Horner is like the Borg. I feel like he's just was trying to assimilate all movies in the 80s and 90s. Did a pretty good job, too. Keep going there, buddy. Um, no, he's... I. It, it does make me sad when he passed away, knowing that he would have had decades more to be able to contribute to movies and to movie scores. and So, yeah. Oh, James Horner connection with the rocketeer one of my favorite movies uh another connection with the rocketeer as this is a disney movie i'm sure that's maybe where they got the costume from during the scene where the sanderson sisters are singing i put a spell on you there is a clown that could be seen in the party audience he has red hair a bald cap a green tie a red and white striped shirt and blue jean overalls this is actually a clown dressed as the character of malcolm who performs in cliff's stunt show at the the air show that he's at in the movie The Rocketeer. So, a little bonus Rocketeer trivia there. The Rocket who? The Rocket who? Don't you read the papers? Papers. Papers. In a world where ancient curses come to life, three wicked witches are resurrected on Halloween night. It's up to a skeptical teenager, his little sister, and his crush to outwit, outplay, and outlast their dark magic. This Halloween, magic is real. Witches are back, and the stakes have never been higher. In Hocus Pocus, they'll put a spell on you. Jump back. Twist the bones and bend the back. Back in 1693, the people of Salem, Massachusetts... Witches! ...thought they got rid of the Sanderson sisters for good. years later it's halloween eve and they're back Uh-oh. We are, home. are you boys a little old to be trick-or-treating we're talking about three ancient hags versus the 20th century how bad can it be now they're digging up old friends <laughs> and running amok Looking for the one thing they miss most. Ooh, stay for supper. I'm not hungry. Ooh, but we are. Ah! Only one.
Golden Boy has the power to stop them. Prepare to die again! You have no powers here, you fool! Before all Salem falls under their spell. Hello, you! Disney Pictures presents Bette Midler. Uh, hello. Sarah Jessica Parker. Would thou dance with me? And Kathy Najimi. Hocus Pocus. Into the night! They love to fly. And it shows. Good night. Sleep tight. No screaming. <laughs> All right. So, major moments for this one. I think before we get into the major moments, I, I got to comment on this because it was so very, very clear watching it this time around, you know, years after watching this for the first time that it was very clear to me. Disney, of course, is trying to hit all the demographics with everybody who's in this movie. Okay? You've got the little kid. You've got the teenage boy. You've got the teenage girl. You've got the, you know, Bette Midler is there for mom and dad who probably are not interested in this movie, but they'll take their kids to go see it in the theater. So give them Bette Midler. She can do some right. singing. She's, you know, she's there for the parents or the grandparents that are taking the kids. Kathy and Jimmy is there for the, you know, the comedic talent that she's got. And Sarah Jessica Parker is there for all of the teenage boys that don't really want to go with their sister to go see this movie. But that's yeah. why they're going. Sure. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty obvious why she's in this movie. So major moments for this one, the is about 10 different moments that'll sum up the, the plot of the movie for us. The curse begins in 1693. Thackeray Binks, yes, that's his real name, sees his sister Emily taken by the Sanderson sisters, witches who drain Emily's life force, and she is killed. Binks is cursed to live forever as a black cat. The townsfolk hang the witches for Emily's murder. Winifred casts a curse ensuring their return if a virgin lights the black flame candle during a full moon on Halloween. We jump ahead 300 years to 1993. Max Dennison lights the black flame candle, inadvertently resurrecting the Sanderson sisters. I, I will back up for just a moment. When we see one of the first few scenes of them in their high school class, and you've got the teacher dressed up as a witch kind of explaining the whole story, and he's, you know, the super skeptical, like, that's all stupid, and... And then this is where we first meet the Allison character who she's all about, like I think she even says at one point she worked at the at the Sanderson Sisters Museum and, and she knows all about this stuff. And there were certain parts in this movie where I'm like, this is very clearly written by an adult. Like the first time that Max and Allison kind of, you know, talk to each other as they're walking home after school, like he introduces himself to her by shaking her hand. Like, I, I'm not 100% sure that any high school boy that has a girl that he's kind of interested in is going to start with an introduction by shaking her hand. No, I... I, I feel like that's, that's not normally how that progresses. Is that, I'm not sure I would have at that age, no, so... No, yeah. no. I mean, that feels more like a very adult, like, business-type greeting. I suppose you could make the case that he was just so nervous he didn't know what to do. That eh, could be. But that seems a little... Yeah. Maybe not genuine. Yeah. Bold enough to give her his phone number in the middle of class in front of everybody else. He did exude a little conf. It, that, that's a very good point. It does sort of put it out of context. Yeah. He exudes so much confidence and then doesn't. Right. 
Right. I which granted could just be a sixteen year old boy, but Right, or someone not knowing how to write a 16-year-old boy. That's also true. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get to it when we talk about some of our deep thoughts and, and other stuff a little bit later. Like, there are some times, and I know it's a Disney movie. I know it's for kids, so I am i don't want to pick on it too much, but... Well, were... but I do... Well, we'll talk about that All in a right, little we... bit. I, you, you bring up that it's for kids, and then I have some points to make. Okay. All right. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I, have, I have some thoughts about the writing as the movie goes on, so... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well... Let's get through the major moments, then we'll... Indeed, indeed. Then we'll uh, we'll tear at a new mouth hole, is what we'll do. There we go. Yeah. Let's see. The... Yeah, so Max lights the black flame candle, resurrecting the Sanderson sisters. The witches try to drain Danny's soul, but she's saved by Max, who also steals the Necronomicon that Winifred seems to have. The children take refuge in a cemetery. Also bound in human flesh, by the way. Exactly, right. They take refuge in a cemetery, which is hallowed ground. The witches cannot bother them while they are there in the cemetery, or at the very least, the witches can't touch the ground that's there in the cemetery. The witches reveal that they will turn back to dust unless they consume a child's life force before sunrise. So the children eventually trap and seemingly burn the witches in a kiln, thinking that they've got them. Believing they've defeated them, they open the spell book unintentionally, it ends up revealing their location. They are trying to help Binks turn back into a human, if possible, so he doesn't have to be a cat for the rest of eternity. Uh, the witches show up and kidnap Danny and Binks. Sarah Sanderson lures children to the witch's lair by singing her song. Max and Allison free the captives by making the witches believe sunrise has come early. In the cemetery, Billy allies with the children. Billy is a zombie former lover of Sarah Sanderson and Winifred Sanderson. Billy allies with the children. The witches snatch Danny, but Max drinks the last vial of the potion to sacrifice himself to save his sister. They fight a bit, and as the sun rises, the witches turn to dust or stone. With the witches gone, Binks's curse lifts, allowing him to reunite with Emily in the afterlife. Billy returns to his grave, but the spellbook's eye suggests that it could be a possible return of the witches coming in 2022. All right. I think that's it. I think that's all the major moments. It is now time for some deeper thoughts. And now, deep thoughts. All right. Deep thoughts on this one. So let me start off with this question. Do you like this movie? Yes. A little. You sound like... You sound like... Ron Burgundy reading something off the teleprompter. Well, I liked it. <laughs> but I liked it more the last time I saw it. <laughs> you you sound like the record player that's running out of energy. Well, I liked I it the last liked time it, I saw it. But, yeah. but okay. this time there were some stuff. And I was just not as into it. And I don't know if it's because I'm older and it's a kid's movie or what. It was cute. It was fine. It was fine. Sarah Jessica Parker was not enough to keep you entertained as you might have been when you were a teenager. Indeed. Okay. Patrick. It was, it was zany and silly. Mm -hmm. Right. And I mean, if you can, if you, you know, zany and silly, Sometimes that does it for people, but I agree with Paul. It's like, it was good. It was good for what it was. I don't know that I'm going to see it again. Yeah. I think I, I guess I'd, I'd 
much more rather like like a, a Wednesday or a, yeah, yeah. Um, show or a, a, what do you call it? Harry Potter, Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. You know, this had kind of the beats of that. And, you know, but it, it was good for what it was. It, it was just meant to be, you know, lighthearted and silly. Yeah. I, you know, that's, I, I, you know, and it was well done. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got to admit, I laughed out loud when they got, when the three witches got on the bus and they were like, oh, yeah. you know, the bus driver says, well, what do you want or where do you want to go? And she said something like, we want children. Yeah. And the bus driver had some response. It was very much in the adult humor thing. Well, you know, I'm just my, like, that's pretty funny. Might take me a couple of That's tries. pretty funny. Yeah. That's, I think I'm kind of the same way is I enjoyed this movie as a kid, you know, watching this as a kid, it was, it was funny. It was goofy. It was zany. It was, you know, it, it's a Disney movie. Uh, and what's interesting is because just recently we watched and talked about a, a you know, slightly older, quote unquote, kids movie, Disney movie, Something Wicked This Way Comes, which is mm-hmm. much scarier. You know, I think could have had similar vibes. And there are certain things about this one that show, you know, it, it, what direction Disney decided to go with its Halloween slash kid horror type movies. Like Something Wicked This Way Comes from 84 was or 83 was that mm-hmm. was creepy like i mean they're it's right. creepy as an adult still whereas 10 years later and i think you you kind of see this too because um early on in the podcast we did the black cauldron and the black cauldron mm-hmm. very dark you know for a disney movie and how things shifted to much less serious much less dark and kind of scary stuff for kids and and this is kind of you know headed in that direction to where I haven't watched any of them, but I know that over the last several years, Disney has been putting out a whole series of like Disney movies with zombies and vampires and all kinds of other monsters, but it's all very goofy stuff. Like there's nothing scary about it. There's nothing, you know, Mm -hmm. creepy about it. It's, it's like, it's like high school musical with monsters. Right. So that's, it's basically all it is. So it's, it's kind of interesting to see this as maybe like a halfway point between something wicked this way comes and what Disney's doing now with some of their kind of quote unquote Halloween type content. But but I have I have very good memories of watching this movie as a kid and really enjoying the humor. And as I'm saying that, this just popped into my head. I have a very good friend in Rome named Hocus Pocus. <laughs> um, but I, I I enjoyed watching this as a kid, and and it was yeah. it was goofy, it was silly, it was, you know, all the all the jokes that some of the jokes too that make a kid feel a little bit more like a grown up. If you happen to get some of the jokes, you're like, ah, uh, I yeah. I get that one, I understand that, I I understood that reference. Yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty of stuff in it. Bo, I think this is probably the direction that you and I were starting to go just a few minutes ago. Watching it now. The things that I think bothered me bother me more so as an adult. They never would have bothered me as a kid. In fact, I probably thought they were funny as a kid. But it just it felt like as the movie continued on, the writing got a little sloppier. And there were just certain things that as an adult, I'm watching that and I'm going, oh, wait a minute. They're confused by things like headlights or they're confused by things like a lighter, like a Zippo lighter. 
but at the end of the movie, they're making funny anachronistic comments where they're pretending to fly alongside the car and pull them over like mm-hmm. the way a cop would. Well, how would they know that? Mm-hmm. They, they wouldn't yeah, that know scene, that. I was just like, okay. Yeah. And then, I see why you did that scene because you right. couldn't help yourself. Correct. But, but you could. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the other one that really bugged me at the end of the movie was I was like, oh, man, they're safe in the cemetery. They're safe on this, like, hallowed, sacred ground until Winifred falls on the ground and then gets up and is still able to start, like, sucking his soul out from his body and somehow still has her powers. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I thought the cemetery ground was sacred and hallowed and they couldn't walk on it or they couldn't do anything. Oh, so it's only hallowed when the story needs it to be. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and honestly, it's funny to hear you guys. Well, not funny. It's it's good to hear you guys say that because that's I think the zany that got me is not so much the zany humor that worked, and you know, just that it was a little bit more lighthearted, but just what you referred to with the writing, it was like, okay, well, we're going for a gag, so the witch is pulling him over, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to keeping the story consistent or the rules of the magic consistent. And that's where I think that I think that it just kind of fell apart, and you know, it it wasn't quite as oh, this is scarier. Oh, I wonder what they're going to do, or oh, that's kind of funny, or you know, it just didn't seem as authentic. Right. Was there anything else in this one? Any other like favorite scenes or? There's there's some goofy stuff in this movie that mm-hmm. is fun. Yeah. Amaka, 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 you know, there's right. some goofy, just general goofiness. Yeah. Um, that is fun in its own way. I did enjoy the scene with Gary and Penny Marshall. Like that stuff is cute, you know? I I struggle with, we've talked about it being a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. And this emphasis on virgin. How many times in the first half an hour do you think they say the word virgin? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. And, and you kind of wonder, you're like, hmm, you made this for kids? Yeah. How many kids are looking back at their parents going, what's up, birds? <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. and, and again, if, if it had been a little bit more of a serious tone and, you know. Or even if they, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. It is even if they were, even if they said it once to make it a shtick, like, if the virgin lights the candle, blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah. fine. But good grief. Even I was like, okay, we get it. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. If that was part of, if it, if it was a rule that was part of the magic, if it was a rule that was part of the whatever, then okay. But it wasn't. It was just played for a gag because it kept coming back and coming back, which makes the kids in the audience then look at their parents and go, well, explain that, you know? And so it's just like, you know, why why are we why are we doing that? Like play this one out, do the math all the way and tell me what you get to with this. So it was just weird. It took me out of it a few times. I was like, we get it. And I didn't remember that. Like, so maybe it's not as big a deal as I think it was. Cause I did not remember that part of the movie being annoying, but gosh, was it annoying this time? <laughs> right. This right. is the the amount of times that somebody was was kind of repeating the whole rule of if a virgin lights the candle. It reminded me of like some of the scenes in the Monster Squad. 
You know, they do this sure. back and forth of like, well, the person that reads the book has to be, you know, to, to undo the spell or to, you know, send the monsters back to wherever they need to be. The person who reads the book has to be a virgin. So they do this whole back and forth of, right. well, you're not one, are you? No. What do you mean? You're like, well, Steve, but he doesn't count. What do you mean he doesn't count? You know, <laughs> like they do that whole gag. But this one, too, this one, it was like, okay, we get it. We get it. And, and I thought the same thing. I thought, man, how many parents are sitting in the theater going, thanks a lot, Disney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, my jerks. kids are going to be asking what this means, and I don't want to answer that right now. I just I want to eat my popcorn and enjoy my movie, and thanks, Disney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and again, I'm I'm not one to say, oh, well, they're, you know, we should – we should make there be forbidden words for kids. Or we right. No, it's this. just, but, it's just but that's not what the movies, but yes, because the movie's making it a gag. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's the uncomfortable thing is because like, okay, if, if, you know, if it was my kid and I'm just like, well, you know, a virgin is go through the description and, you know, in, in ancient lore, you know, that kind of played into rituals and cults and all that so they're just adopting that as part of the, you know i'd explain mm-hmm. it just kind of matter of fact this is why it, but when you play it as a gag then the kid is immediately going to be saying well what's the gag explain the joke explain mm-hmm. the humor and then you know it's it's just like why are we why are we doing that yeah you know the movie dragnet did that right with mm-hmm. the with the uh, spoilers for Dragnet? You guys saw Dragnet, right? Oh yeah, Dan oh, yeah. Aykroyd and Tom Hanks. It's Love like, that movie. Remember, and it was, and and they had for the one the, the what was the group called the Pagans, and they had the Virgin, yeah. and it was the thing. But then the gag was every time he introduced her, he the Virgin the Connie Swale, the yes. Virgin Connie Swale, right? And that every was time. the whole joke because yeah. he's a because he's a, like a a police, you know, he's the matter of fact. Well, when I was like, I don't get, like, I'd look at my folks and say, well, I'm not getting it well. And they'd be like, well, he doesn't need to explain that to like, when he's introducing her to his mom. Well, that was okay because I was older. I didn't need the description of what it was. I'm just like, okay, I'm not quite getting the humor. Then my folks could explain the humor because I was old enough to understand, you know, and it was like, oh, I get it. That's ridiculous. Right. But that was a movie that was made for an older clientele that was made for, you know, older middle school, high school, younger high school kids, like right in there, that, yeah. that was a good age to get involved with it. This one's made for younger. So when you're doing the gag, like, that's the thing. It's, it's like, they don't have enough world experience to understand how that's really funny. And you keep playing it over and over and over as a gag. And I think that's where it gets kind of silly and or frivolous, the, the feel of the movie. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to hear us discuss the movie Dragnet, you can go all the way back to episode 121. No way. Titled Bordering on Spectacular. <laughs> was that an 87 movie? That was 87, yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Where did that time go? Yeah. Right. They're very nice, ma'am. Bordering on Spectacular. <laughs> bordering on Spectacular. <laughs> Speaking of very nice bordering on Spectacular, what was up with the mom's Halloween costume? <laughs> it was Madonna, I mean, right? You know, Madonna, you get it. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Yeah. I, I, I guess that was kind of funny. Yeah. What I'll tell you what I'm a sucker for is anytime you have witches and they're flying and there's like wind that isn't there, but really, but is there and it's blowing the robes and everything uh-huh. like that. I always think that's a cool effect. I, you know, whatever, whether it's a Marvel red, witch, mm-hmm. Scarlet, Witch, not red, Witch. Yeah. red, Witch was uh game of Thrones, yeah. Scarlet, Witch. whenever you have 
clothing blowing in the wind that isn't there for everybody. I just think that's cool. So I thought that was kind of a cool effect in this one whenever they were flying around. Do you refer to that as diegetic or non-diegetic wind? I, I think we could, I think a case could be made. I don't know what the technical term is, but the talking cat was very cool. And I mean, that was, that was supposedly some pretty sophisticated CGI that they were doing to, you know, make the cat look pretty realistic and, yeah, I think they did a good job. Like I said, like I said, for me, it's 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 a good movie. It's good at what it it just you know not not my bag, baby. Yeah, yeah. It was so funny. I didn't realize, and I watched you know watched this movie several times. We used to watch the TV show NCIS a ton. Never realized that the human form of Thackeray Binks was the same actor who plays Agent McGee. On uh, NCIS. Oh, oh yeah, it's the same guy. Never noticed that until I looked it up in the credits. That's cool. Yeah. All right. We have anything else we want to say about this one before we go on to light the candle and ask three questions? I ain't lighting no candle. Okay, well, that's fine. I, as I say, I don't think any of us technically could light the candle, but you know, I would agree with that yeah, statement. You know, Dennis is not here, so I can't talk for him. But all right, right. (laughs) it is time for three questions before I get myself in trouble. (laughs) Too late. Get in trouble. Too late. He asks each traveler five questions. Three questions. Three questions. What were they? Cycles? We all go a little mad sometimes. Quit pro quo. I tell you things. You tell me things. So I'll ask you the questions, and then we'll see, all right? All right, question number one. What are your favorite movie or TV witches? As I start whistling the bewitched theme. Uh Uh-huh. I love that show. (laughs) That's a good show. It's a good show. Favorite witches. Theatrical... Or could be the actual screen, or right? Is that TV? I figured you'd be going mm. with Harry Potter. I'm thinking. I'm thinking Harry Potter. I know. Last week, I really went with the. Wait a minute. Last week was Fire in the Sky, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last week, I went with the low hanging fruit of you know Star Wars, Star Trek for favorite. You know, just so I think I might just go with that with Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I mean, not Ricardo. But Alan Rickman. I almost called him Ricardo Montalban. Right. Alan Rickman, that's pretty, you know, him portraying a wizard is pretty awesome. Alan, Agreed. Alan Rickman portraying Khan would be awesome. Now that, yeah. You, yeah. Now, that, now that you've mixed the two. Now that it's been opened up. Yeah. Alan Rickman Montalban. There's something. Potter. Yeah, it is. Potter, have you heard of the Klingon proverb? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What what do you guys got? What's your favorite stuff about the witches? I think the original, the witches. It's so good. The witches makeup is so good. It's 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 just a really good one. They're scary, but not like I don't know. Yeah, I was I, as a kid, I always liked that movie because I thought it was so creepy. Yeah, and the witches were so well done. 
in that. I was trying to think of any other examples. I mean, especially was it Angelica Houston played the the Grand High Witch yep. in that one? So good. Yeah. You know what? What are the... No, no, no. I, I know which ones I got to pick. I got to pick... Shoot. I, I'm like blanking on the name of the movie. Clash of the Titans. Mm. The, the Stygian witches from Clash of the Titans. The ones that had the the mystical eye that they had to use to be able to see. They were all blinded. And he yep. come, comes in there, you know, trying to go about his quest. And he meets them. And they kind of tell him the next thing he has to do. And I, as a kid, I remember thinking those were so creepy. And I'm going with the... I think it was the 81... Clash of the Titans, not the, I think there was yep. like a 2010 version. Yeah. Okay. Harry Hamlin. Yes. And Burgess Meredith. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm going to go with those. I'm going to go with the Stygian witches from Clash of the Titans. Very nice. All right. Number two, if you could visit one place known for a supernatural event, where would you go? I've already been. Lambeau Field for the supernatural event known as the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> That's a scary place. Oh, sorry guys. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> can I ju- can I just make I'm a sorry, quick? Sorry, boy, I interrupted you. Go I, ahead. You're fine. I would You're like to fine. make a, a quick football related yeah. comment here. No, this 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 is more okay, about. I know. I saw the game too on Sunday. I'm no, no, sorry. no, 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 no. This is more about me and and the punishment that I seem to enjoy when I do a fantasy mm-hmm. football league every year. Every year, mm-hmm. and and some years it's worked out, and I actually ended up winning the whole thing. But every year, without fail. In usually week two, if I'm lucky, mm-hmm. week two or week three, I have at least one of my major players gets completely mm-hmm. knocked out of the entire season with some horrible injury. <laughs> guess guess who was on my team this year? Did you have Aaron Rodgers? I had Nick Chubb. Oh, uh, Did you guys see the play yeah. where he got the, the helmet to the uh-huh. knee and his leg went backwards? Oh. Yeah, no, yeah. I, 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 that makes me cringe. It was Ugh. they they wouldn't even show it on TV, like mm. it was so disturbing you couldn't even see it on TV, and I had to go to Twitter to go see it because that's where you go to see disturbing things. And it's true. I'm yeah. like, are you yeah. are you kidding me? Like that was that was probably one of the better players on my team, and now out for the entire season. And this happens every year. In fact, the joke, the running joke is, in my family, they're like, well, you, you could do really well this year. I'm like, no, no, I really won't. Like at some point, one of my players, their arm might fall off or one of them, they'll probably die or I don't know, something will happen. But... Wow. Right to dying. Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. It's, it's... My players oh. talk about supernatural events. Ball app is a supernatural event where there are curse, yeah. curses galore. <laughs> yeah, I believe the app, man. So supernatural That's events. That's so, a hard situation. So, so Pat chose the very scary place of Lambeau Field. Well, it's only scary to some. Oh, okay. Okay. I care. I care. I've been to Salem. I want to go back and spend more time there. Yeah. It was just super cool. Yeah. As we we were just there earlier this summer. I have been to, you know, I've been to a couple of different spots in England with some of the castles that, you know, people always claim are haunted or something like that. The one, probably one of the coolest places that we have already been to that, I wouldn't mind going back to would be any of the, we did the catacombs outside of Rome and that was just walking through these underground corridors, just lined with bones and skulls and all kinds of other stuff. You know, that was, that was kind of cool to be able to see all that. And I know there are some other 
catacombs, I think, in Paris, you know, that are that are pretty impressive. So I, th- I think any one of those places would be kind of fun. One of the ones that I have heard of, and I'm, I'm not going to pronounce it correctly, Shaktis Castle. I know I'm going to pronounce that wrong. It was one of the locations used for the, was it 1920s movie Nosferatu, like one of the first Dracula movies ever made. Oh, there and, you go. and this castle has like a whole history of, um, you know, like uh, one of the people, one of the uh, members of the royal family that lived there was um, a famous female serial killer like back in her time. Oh. And, you know, the, the place is such a creepy place and was used for the filming of that movie. And, you know, it's, I've seen some pictures of the ruins and like, okay, well that would be kind of cool if I, if I felt like I needed to go somewhere that had some maybe creepy aspects to it, but the catacombs, catacombs in Rome were, were kind of, they were kind of fun. They were cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. And then last question, what song Always makes you want to dance. Celebration. It's a good one. Van Halen. I'd say Jump. Mm. What's the other one? Okay, I'm, I'm way off. What? Have you seen her? I, I you know what? I got to look it up. I got to cheat. Yeah. I got to cheat, John. No, that's fine. I got to cheat. Fine. That's fine. I'd say I, it's probably Van Halen. It's okay. probably going to be Van Halen. Okay. All right. I don't know about I don't know about dancing, but a, a little headbanging. Bohemian Rhapsody is always, there you always go. a good one. Although the funny one, there is a Muppets skit where there is Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem are riding in a, a bus together, and they all mm-hmm. have they all have neck braces on, and I think it's because maybe they've done a little bit too much rocking, and so every okay. single one of them they're wearing neck braces, and they were told by their doctor, no headbanging, you cannot. No, you have to heal. You cannot. And so, and I forget who it is. I don't know if it's Animal or if it's one of the other ones. They pop in either a CD or a cassette in the in the van they're driving, and it's Enter Sandman by Metallica. And it starts with the whole, okay. It starts with the whole, and as it starts to get closer to the point at which they're all gonna, you know, they cannot resist. They're all sitting there. They start shaking. They're like, cannot resist the power of the rock. And then, and then eventually they all start. But every time they do their head banging, they're ow, 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 ow. That's awesome. So, I don't know. Any good Metallica stuff? Guns N' Roses. Van Halen, Dance the Night Away. That's a good there one. you go. That's, that's, that's the one. I, sh- I can't believe I didn't think remember that title, yeah. but oh well. Thriller, not that I can ever remember the moves to the Thriller dance, but that would be one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When are we doing another Patreon thing with our favorite music from some year? We should do that soon. I know we should. Just all this talk of music yeah. got me excited. Yeah. You weren't here earlier, Pat, when I was mentioning yeah. some of the stuff we're doing for next year. And there's going to be some weird Patreon stuff we're going to do. I like weird Patreon stuff. Oh, it's and I sure be... love all our patrons. Those guys are, those folks are awesome. Thank it's, you, everybody. It's it's Thank gonna, you. It's going to get very weird. Can you do any little hints or, or did you already do that? I did. I'm sorry, I, 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 I told, I told Bo about a little bit of it, but okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, What's that re- I'll, yeah. Well, no, I'll, I'll share one of the, I'll share one of the movie titles with you. Demzelvis daughter of Helvis. That's the right response. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't even know where to go with that one. <laughs> you I won't, I, you know, you really won't No. And I could read That's the description to you, but I, it's going to do you about as good as it did when I read it to Bo. 
much. Yeah, there was something about a motorcycle gang, uh, Black Jesus, and the evil rock and roll uh, rock deity, Helvis. Okay. Well, so I'm sure it will be exciting. Buckle I'm up. I'm sure it will be Buckle riveting. up is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right, man. I did I did share that in one particular month, we're going to be doing The Crow, The Specialist, Pulp Fiction, and Lion King. Oh, jeez. All in the same month. Oh, jeez. What month is that going to be? That's February. February, right in the doldrums, the winter doldrums. That'll feel good to talk about those movies. Yeah. And then I said in September, we've got an entire month dedicated to Jim Carrey. (laughs) We're going to do Ace Ventura, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, and we're going to talk about his skits from In Living Color. Jeez. Big time stuff. Big time stuff. I am excited. Oh, yeah. oh, I, yeah. For next year, I'm I'm excited to get to The Crow. Like it, It's actually even mm-hmm. been a little bit since I've seen that movie. But I really, really enjoy that movie. So I'm excited to get to The Crow. I'm excited to get to... I always love watching Speed. I Much like Demolition Man, I have a, a you know probably a love for that movie that's more than anyone should. But I, I'm, I'm super excited for some of the stuff we got coming next year. Yeah, we get to no do. Kidding. We got another Star Trek movie coming up. We get to do Generations. Oh, Generations! Yep. April is going to be Sci-Fi Month. We'll we'll do Stargate, Star Trek Generations, Time Cop, No Escape, and Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Nice. Those. That's what an array of movies. And, is. and our Patreon will be Starman from 1984. Oh my goodness! So. Starman. God, I haven't seen that in years. I remember seeing that a few times as a kid. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you, gents, for being here. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. As always, you can find us. You can find us at 30podcast.com, at 30podcast on most of the different social media stuff. October, we are in October. This is, we're about halfway through the month at this point. It's our horror month. We've done Fire in the Sky. This week was Hocus Pocus. Next week is Needful Things, Judgment Night, and then Leprechaun is how we're going to finish this one off. Patreon episodes are Something Wicked This Way Comes. It started in 93, The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. It ended in 93, Cheers. And then November is our Thanks for the Laughs. Our Patreon is King Kong from 1933. Shorts are It Started in 93, The X-Files. It ended in 93, Quantum Leap. And our regular episodes for the month of November are So I Married an Axe Murderer, Dazed and Confused, Wayne's World 2, Grumpy Old Men, and Robin Hood Men in Tights. Tight tights. Thank you. All right. We'll see everybody back here next time. That's it for this episode of the 30-something movie podcast. Make sure you head over to our website, 30podcast.com, where you can find all the different ways you can interact with the show. Leave us a voicemail, a rating. You can join us on Patreon and get bonus content. Uh, There are some great ways to interact with us as the hosts and to find all of our past episodes, 30podcast.com. We've got some great episodes coming up for the rest of this month and in the near future, so make sure that you check out our different social media feeds to see what we've got coming out soon. Everybody, thank you so much, as always, for joining us. Be excellent to each other, and go watch some good movies. See you back here next time.